Today is my friend Sarah's birthday. You might have heard her recommending I watch a reality show called I Wanna Marry Harry on my Day 7 episode. We celebrated this past Saturday night by holding a beer festival at our house. If you've ever been to a beer festival, which I have not, I'd say it probably wasn't quite what you might expect. Ten or so of our friends sat around the perimeter of our living room, and everyone got a mini-tasting glass, some from actual beer festivals, others copped from tastings at breweries. Then, one by one, according to Sarah's spreadsheet, someone got up and presented the beer that they had brought to share, gave a description, and poured a healthy taste for everyone there. It was a fun, weird way to taste a bunch of different beer and drink at a strangely even pace. Everyone got a chance to share something others might not have had before. Once the tasting was done, the night devolved into drinking games until everyone went home. This is kinda how we have parties. The weekend before we hosted a homegrown edition of The Bachelor with my other roommate Joey as the titular figure while 12 of his friends competed for his affection. Our housewarming party when we moved in in August was a prom complete with floor-length gowns, tissue paper corsages, and a slideshow of attendees' actual prom photos. We've also had a Canada party, where we made poutine, drank Molson, and had a Skype Q&A with my Canadian friend Hannah. We had a New Year's Eve party at the end of September, which transformed into a New Year's Eve 1999 party, where we celebrated as if we were unsure if the predicted catastrophe of Y2K was, in fact, going to occur. That particular idea was a spin-off of the original weird party in my life, Christmas in September, which is something my best friends from college and I have celebrated every year since 2014. Last year on the weekend of Sarah's birthday, though not in direct relation to it, we held a full-day amazing race around Charlottesville. We had nine teams of two to three people competing in several sequential challenges that took them from the starting point of Sarah's house to UVA's campus to a brewery to a park by way of a city hiking trail through persistent rain all the while. When we saw the forecast, I was like, everyone is going to hate us and have a terrible time. But Sarah and I kind of just shrugged our shoulders and went ahead with our plan to send our friends running around in the rain in February. Sarah spent the day playing mission control, dispatching texts and information to teams leading them to their next challenge and making sure no one got incredibly lost. I ran, sometimes literally, and drove all around town verifying scavenger hunt findings and picking up very lost teams. The final locale was a tiny park with a baseball field and an old, disused scoreboard that the teams needed to find to complete their last challenge. I drove up and absolutely threw my car into park as I saw the first team running down the muddy trail towards it. I gave them and the next team to arrive their anagram puzzle, and as they completed it, I asked how they'd gotten there so fast. I discovered that, due to confusing trail directions, both teams had taken city streets to get to the final location instead of the mile-long stretch of the Ravana Trail that winds through Charlottesville. I called Sarah to ask what we should do, just let them have it? No, she said. Send them back. I was like, are you sure? Staring at our sopping wet, heavily breathing friends running on adrenaline and the desire for small-scale glory. The challenge was to take the trail, she said. Send them back. I hung up, surprised by her competitive ruthlessness, and our contestants eagerly asked, what do we need to do to win? I had barely explained Sarah's ruling before they were bolting back to the trail to complete the challenge in earnest, one team leaving behind a wallet and a phone in their mad dash to be the first to return. It was a moment that proved to me that I surround myself with the right people. I've always had friends who are down for the strangest, most bizarre form of fun we can muster up, but always kind of in this nerdy, wholesome way. It's not like we don't usually end up getting pretty drunk at these events, but they all have a certain layer of creative absurdity that you need to be willing to buy into. 
You also need to be willing to make it happen in the first place. I'm incredibly grateful that when I say, we should have a prom at our house, my friends immediately start trying to set a date to make sure that it actually happens. Everyone is willing to put in the effort to make it a thing, to find the right thematic outfit to wear, to send in pictures for our slideshows, or to play a character all night. We all make it happen together and we create stories that we can tell anyone for laughs. I hope I always have people in my life who will be willing to take wild ideas and run with them, however bizarre they are. I live in fear of moving somewhere new and falling into a group that gives a half-hearted laugh when I tell the story of the Amazing Racer prom. But for now, we'll just look forward to the next weird party, which might be Halloween's half-birthday in April. This has been day 11 of the February Project, a mini-podcast where I'm making an audio piece of 10 minutes or less every day in the month of February 2019. This podcast lives on a website called Batcamp, and the music that you heard was by Poddington Bear.